This is Women Who Build Empires, a podcast celebrating women entrepreneurs and thought leaders who are turning the tables on outdated old school belief systems and building business empires that align with who they are, how they work, and how they are leaving a lasting legacy. And I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner, serial entrepreneur, investor, and business consultant for ambitious women entrepreneurs who are boldly taking their business to the next level. In each episode, you're going to get to know the women who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of how both success and failure have helped them become incredible CEOs. Hey, Empresses, you probably have a couple of really good girlfriends who you have watched over the years become incredibly successful with, I'm sure, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Any journey is like that, and today's guest is like that for me. Felicia Schenken is a dear friend of mine, and we met five or six years ago, and I have had the opportunity to watch her and be a part of, to some extent, her growth as the CEO and founder of Philadelphia Women's Network Connection. She literally started this group as a couple of events on a Facebook group, and it has been so incredible to watch her grow and take what was really a small business and not only grow this into a national organization, but also create multiple different businesses from it. You're going to have an incredible time listening to this. There is so much to learn and to take from Felicia's experience. Felicia, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I have had the privilege of watching you start your business five years. It was five years ago. It's five years this month. Yeah, crazy. Which my like my memory of it was a Facebook group and some networking events, and you have grown into an incredible empire. So welcome to the podcast. Share with everybody a little bit about the magic you make. Thank you, Emmy. Well, you know what? It's ironic that we're having this conversation because you were our first speaker at our first event when we started PWNC. So here we are five years later, and we're talking about the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection, which started as a vision. It started as a thought, as a vision. If you can believe it in a Panera Bread, you know the story. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted something where women could come together. We could network. We could have fun, be women, do fun things, but also have content that we can use in our business. So I was thinking more on a level of fashion shows, you know, makeup day, things that women like, um, you know, painting events and different things like that. And it was just, okay, let me have fun with this. I had no idea that me following my passion, which is helping women in their business, that it would grow this organization to where it is now in five years. There's a saying that sometimes your business outgrow you. And that's where I feel I am right now. So, um, you know, we, even though it's the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection, we're not just in Philadelphia. That's our base. That's our roots. Um, You know, we are global now. 
We have been able to form some wonderful collaborations and it's all about helping women in their business. You know, we are the fastest growing demographics as far as starting businesses in the United States. And that has to be recognized. That has to be cultured. That has to be nurtured, um, you know, because whoever thought that in the United States, we would have a woman vice president. So we can go further than where we are now. So that's what I do. I love what I do. And I love my sisterhood. I think it's truly amazing because you've allowed it to grow very organically and not that you haven't put in an amazing amount of, of hours and a ton of sweat equity because you have, I've watched you mm-hmm. work and, and build everything, but it really has taken off in a direction that I think was completely unexpected. What are some of the things that you're most excited about? Well, it's funny you say that. I know because, you know, I, I laugh when I'm explaining this business to people and they're like, how did you do this in five years? And I'm like, I kind of like Forrest Gumped my way through this business, if you can believe that. Um, Like you did say, Emmy, yes, a lot of sweat, a lot of equity, a lot of tears, a lot of, uh, you know, nights, um, you know, is this going to work? Am I crazy for doing this? What am I doing? I never had a full-time business before, especially a women's organization. I knew nothing about when I started this. All I knew is what was in my gut and what was in my heart. And I wanted to follow that. But it's just funny, the twists and turns of life, you know, you, 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 you start in one realm and you end up somewhere else. So in the question that you asked, it's kind of hard to explain. I, um, like I said, you know, I, I believe that if you follow your path and your purpose, and a lot of people don't believe this, but I believe if you're given a vision about anything and you act on that, I believe that if it's meant for you, that things will fall into place. And that's how I feel about this business. I believe that things just fell into place. A lot of the collaborations that have been formed in PWNC is because people have approached me. I haven't approached them. So I knew then and there, okay, well, I'm on the path to where I am going. So did I answer your question? Yes. Yeah. Because you've really- I know sometimes I can go on and on. And I'm like, did I answer the question? (laughs) What have been some of the things that you've had to learn along the way uh, or and things that you've struggled with that you wish you had known a little sooner or that you've had to kind of just push through to get to the next level? Well, you know, like anything new, you're afraid. Fear. You know, my acronym for fear is forget everything and rise. Um, You know, fear, that four letter word is so crippling. And I just push through my fear. Everything I have done in this organization, everything I have done in my life has been through fear. Um, You know, it's sink or swim, that type of mentality that I have. And I guess that's from growing up in New York, you know, like they said, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty much sink or swim. Um, Some of the challenges, um, one, because I'm a woman and two, because I'm a minority woman. So I, on paper, 2019, when I started PWNC, I was right before COVID. So a lot of the like lending and different things like that, I couldn't get. I was able to secure an SBA grant, a small grant for the business. I was able to get a small grant, 
But a lot of things, because I was not in business long enough, I was not able to get access to, especially um, when it comes to funding and different things like that for minority businesses, which you are aware of, and women businesses, because mm -hmm. women tend to forget we are considered a minority as well. So um, some of the challenges was, of course, how am I going to keep PWNC alive? How am I going to keep it running? How do I continue to offer the type of services to my community that I started with? Um, if you remember, Emmy, the first year PWNC, we did everything for free. We had events once a month. Yeah. I would have wine at the events. We would have food at the events. My husband and I came out of our pocket for a whole year to do this. And we were happy to do it because no one knew who PWNC was and we were building our brand. But I tend to find on your travel, in your journey, you're going to meet a lot of people. Um, some of them come with great expectations and some of them not so much. And this is what you have to learn along the way. As the saying uh, goes, you know, you, you remember, you forget nothing, but you also have to give people grace. You have to meet them where they are. You know, we're, we're not perfect human beings. So we have to understand to give each other a little more grace. And that I had to learn. I am a perfectionist. So I expect that out of everyone that is in my tribe. Mm -hmm. And then I had to back up and look at myself and reevaluate myself. And I'm like, everybody is not like me. Everybody is not going to give 100% to a business that's not theirs. And I had to get that. And it took me a while to get that. Five years later, I'm still kind of learning. You know, it, it's like, you know, oh, I want this done now. I want this done now. Well, my emergency does not create an emergency for you. So <laughs> you to, yeah, you have to plan a little better. So there's always going to be challenges. And if you're not being challenged, that means you're not growing. So those challenges are to make us grow. And recently, um, as you know, and I'll share with the audience that I just graduated from the Goldman Sachs program. Now, the Goldman Sachs created this program. They invested a billion dollars along with other philanthropists that invested money into a program called Goldman Sachs One Million Black Women, Black in Business. What that is, is that Goldman Sachs had made this promise that they are going to help one million Black women in their businesses over a course of so many years. Mm -hmm. So they put this program in place to mimic what the Goldman Sachs 10,000 um, small business program already had. But what they did is they did it a little more strategic. We were able to go up to the headquarters in New York. We were able to spend time with the top heads. We even met David Solomon, who was the CEO, who is, I'm sorry, the CEO and chairman of Goldman Sachs. So these are meetings with people that you normally would not meet on the street, that you can't pick up the phone and call, you know, that we have now relationships with. Now we become alumni. And one of the things that I like about Goldman Sachs is they do business with their alumni. In that program, which I just finished up a couple of weeks ago, it had me take a deep look into my business and also myself as a business person. And it pushed me, it stretched me, it pushed me out of my comfort zone, which I needed. And um, I feel that I came out on the other side, a better person. So I'm excited to see within the next six months to a year and on how much more of this organization can grow. That's going to be so much fun to watch you continue to level up. 
I want to circle back to your perfectionism and talk about that because I hear a lot of women business owners say that they're type A, they're perfectionists, they have high expectations. And when you start to build your team and your support system, it can be frustrating to hire the right people, find the right places to be supported. And what I've also learned over the years too is your perfectionism might not be somebody else's perfectionism. And right. and how do you kind of merge different skills? Um, and how do you build trust with your team? Ooh, that's a great question because it has not been easy. Let me tell you. <laughs> First of all, when I started this business, I already had trust issues. I've had trust issues all my life. It was kind of hard to really find my people. And as I'm going along the way with people that I'm encountering who I thought wanted to help me, I found out that their mission or their focus was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that's a business person. You are the face of your business, okay? So whatever happens, the bottom line, it comes down to you. In looking for my people, trying to find my tribe, so to speak, and I still haven't found all of them, I had to go back to who were the ones that supported me and were there from day one? Who were the ones that believed in the mission, believed that I could do it? Who were the ones that are still here when I first started doing events and 12 people would show up and I was doing them monthly? Who were the ones? So these are the people that I were overlooking because I was going to, I know my weaknesses. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. So I try to look for the people that are an extension of that. Okay, so financing, I may not be good in. Okay, well, let me get someone who's good in that. Fundraising, I may not be that great in. Let me get someone who's good in that. So when I have conversations with the people and we're putting a team together or a board together, the first thing I say to them is, listen, don't think of me as Felicia, as the founder of this organization. I am either a board member or I'm on this to talk about. Don't be afraid that if I say something and you don't agree with that, to say, no, Felicia, I don't agree with you. I think we should do it that way. This is what I want. This is what I welcome because I don't know it all. That's why I put the trust and try to build the tribe that I need around me. And it's not a whole lot of people. You know, people think that, oh, I need all these people around me to get it done. No, you don't. I have four people right now around me that I know are my ride or dies. And I know if I'm falling or slacking, like one yesterday, I was supposed to have a board meeting this month. She was like, the month is almost over. What happened to the board meeting? You know, I know you got a lot on your plate, but we got things that we have to do because you have a plan for this year, what you want to do. That's what I need. I need those that push me, not like, I'll give you a pass today because I know you've been busy and blah, 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 blah. No, yes, I've been busy, but there's also a business, an organization that is being run and there are needs that need to be met. And so, um, you know, you, you're always going to, I think challenges are good. I think you should surround yourself with people that you know for sure. Um, and it's not gonna be your family members. It's not gonna be your friends. It's gonna be the people that you don't know that's gonna help to make you successful in your business. I'm taking it all in, which is why I'm pausing. <laughs> <laughs> and partly because you're right. It's not going to be for the most part. Like I, I do have a couple friends that are my support people that, but they're also the ones that are like, go get your butt out there. But it's generally speaking, it's not your family and your friends. No. That being said, your husband has been incredibly supportive and part of 
the whole journey. What has that been like? It's been amazing to have a spouse that supports you in everything that you do. You know, I remember when I walked into my corporate job in August, it'll be, what is it? Six or seven years that I left that corporate job. And I remember walking in on a Sunday because I worked every weekend for nine and a half years and sitting down and typing my resignation letter and pressing send and saying, okay, I can't take it back now. I told no one in me. I didn't even tell my husband I was leaving my job. He knew I was unhappy. He knew I wanted to leave, but I told no one. And the reason why I told no one is because I didn't want to give anyone the opportunity to get in my head and talk me out of what I wanted to do, to talk me out the vision that I had for this organization. I didn't know where it was going to go, but I knew that I had to do something and I had to move now. Mm -hmm. And it was when I did that, that all the doors opened up to allow me to be where I am now. That's why I knew I was walking in my purpose. But he has been so supportive. When I started this business, I was doing two other things. I was also doing, I was in the financial world as a financial advisor, and I was also doing traveling. So I was a travel agent as well. His suggestion to me was pick one. You can't do all these three businesses and give them 100% of your focus. You have to pick one and just give that one everything. And that's what I did. I picked PWNC and I just been, you know, pushing in it. And yes, he has been to every event except for two, I think he missed, but he has been to every event. The women know him. You know, he wants to see me win as Mm -hmm. well as those that really support us. And he, you know, I make sure he's an active person in both businesses. In our foundation, he's the treasurer. In my uh, for-profit, which is the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection, he is our community uh, creative director. So he is involved in all aspects of the business. I wanted him to see that. I wanted him to see that his wife is doing more than sitting at a computer and doing Zooms and writing emails and going to these events. But I wanted him to peek into my world because he has no knowledge of entrepreneurship except for what he saw through his wife, what he sees. So to him, he was growing up with, you know, you work a job until you retire and that's it. So this was a new world for him, me saying, hey, I'm going to bring you along into my world and show you what it is that we do. Um, And he's been very patient because, you know, you know, as well as I do, it takes a while to build up that income in your business that you might have lost when you left your job, which I didn't have a plan. You know, I just know I wanted to leave my job. I didn't wait until I started making the same type of money, only because I had a little bit of a cushion being married. But still in all, um, he's very supportive. I'm very blessed and very grateful that I do have a partner that supports me, like I said, in everything. I would think communication would be one of the keys to making the business relationship work in addition to the personal relationship. Yes. For somebody who is thinking about including their spouse in their business, are there any suggestions or tips that you have for them that you've learned over the years? Well, patience. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, I live with this man every day. I see him every day. Now that he works from home, I say 85% of the time, I see this man all the time. The beautiful thing is my office is on the third floor. His office is on the first floor. I'm in the front, he's in the back. So, um, you know, you have to have patience. Um, I'll tell you something funny. I fired him twice in the business. Yes. 
I fired him twice. And you have to learn in me firing him, I'm telling the story in Goldman Sachs. And the um, instructor said to me, did you write a clear description of his job duties? And I was like, well, I told him what I want. She said, no, that's not what I asked you. She said, did you write a clear description of what his job duties was, what his expectations was and different things like that? And I'm like, well, I told him, she says, yes, but even though that's your husband, he is still an employee and you have to write it down what it is in black and white that you want done. You have to communicate that to him. So when they met my husband and my husband's like, yeah, she fired me twice or whatever. He says, but I have to say, I'm the type of person that if you want something done, you have to give me a deadline and tell me I need it by so-and-so, so-and-so. So I'm like, okay. So um, for someone that's thinking about working with their spouse, um, bringing in their partner, um, first of all, keep the lines of communication open, um, make it clear to them what it is that you expect for them, expect from them, what can they give you? Um, I know he works full time, um, you know, so I know I can't expect for him to help me in the business every day. You know, he tries to help where he can and it's okay. Um, but again, it goes back to giving people grace in your life, you know, give them the grace and the room to remind yourself that this is my partner. He is not the enemy. She's not the enemy. I want, uh, you know, they want what I want. They probably want it more for you because they see what it is that you go through to try to get where you want to be. So it can be a beautiful thing to work with your partner, or it could not be a beautiful thing. So the it goes back to what you said, Emmy. The biggest thing is communication. You have to communicate and you can't be afraid to tell each other when you're wrong. And Paul has many times reeled me back because when you're in business and you're a woman, we get into our emotions and sometimes getting into your emotions is not the best thing. It can uh, later down the line have severe consequences. So when you're sitting there and you're writing that angry email or you're typing up that angry letter or you're about to get on that phone and put somebody on blast, sometimes you just need to, to just settle and breathe and think and look at it from a different way. And there's there's a way that you can be, what's the word that I'm, I'm looking for? There is a way where you can get your point across and you don't have to be disgruntled to do it. Mm -hmm. That's the word. Yeah. 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 I always like to wait 24 hours, particularly mm -hmm. if I'm having an emotion around a negative emotion or negative reaction to something. Right. Frequently when I go back the next day and read, reread that email or think mm -hmm. about what was said, I'm like, oh, they didn't really mean the way I took it. Right. Right. And like I said, because we are women, we do have more emotions than the men walking around. And it's so easy to cross over that line of, did I make that a decision when I was emotional? And I made emotional decisions and they never panned out right. So now I've learned to take, you know, even if I have to take two days and, you know, say, okay, I'll get back to you. You know, I can't discuss it right now and leave it at that. You don't have to elaborate or even just saying no. You know, I have learned to say no a lot. Where in the beginning on this journey, I was saying yes to everything. But then I realized every opportunity is not the best opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people will take, 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 as long as you allow them. So I had to build those boundaries. Yeah. What were some of the things, some of the opportunities, because that's one of the things I talk about pretty regularly too, is 
like opportunities are going to come at you and some of them are going to be fantastic, but right. you still need to t- say no to probably 90% or more. Right. Like, how do you make decisions around those opportunities or people that are offering you, you know, things? How do you decide um, yes or, or no? Okay. That's a great question. Well, I had to learn that. I had to learn that what they're offering isn't in alignment with my community. You know, I have a diverse community of women from ages 18 up to 70. Okay. My demographics that I specifically work with is maybe 35 to like 60, 65. So I had to, I had to learn that when you look at some of these opportunities, some of them can be, you're like, wow, this is a great opportunity for, okay. One, and I'm going to bring up, I uh, was the American Cancer Society. They contacted us. They wanted us to work with them, which I had no problem doing um, because coming from a medical background, you know, I'm very uh, into women's health. You know, we do a signature event about, um, you know, breast cancer awareness in October. So they wanted me to work with them, but the thing was, they wanted me to be an ambassador for them, to help raise $2,500 a year for them. And the only thing that PWNC was getting out of it was, oh, well, you get a chance to uh, tap into our network. Uh, you know, you get a chance to come to uh, some of the networking events. Okay. But how is that helping PWNC? I'm helping you to raise money. I'm out there. I'm talking about what you do and everybody knows what you do. Um, But how is that helping PWC? What are the benefits to us for us to do something like that with you? So for me, that was not a great opportunity. And I politely declined. And I said, you know, thank you for the opportunity. We will always support you in some type of way. But what you're doing and what we're doing, we're just not in alignment with you know, there's another organization, um, I don't want to mention their name, but three initials, they're huge in like bookkeeping and finances and stuff. So you guys can try to figure out, you know, on your own who that is. But um, I had a partnership with them and the partnership was, okay, if we can get 10 people from your organization to sign up for our product, we'll gift you a $10,000 grant. Okay. So you say, okay, fine. You know, what do I need to do? Oh, well, you really don't need to do anything. We'll do the marketing for you. We'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. Well, long story short, it seems like I was putting in more than they were giving out. I was supplying names. I was, uh, you know, doing events with them and different things like that. And they weren't giving me anything back. So I'm like, I've supplied you with almost close to a thousand names. And out of a thousand names, you mean to tell me 10 people is not purchasing your services and you can create a package for them. So I was like, you know what? I, I I have to end this because again, I feel that I'm giving you more and you have gave nothing. So a lot of the partnerships you have to think about. Now, Google, grow with Google. We're not getting paid by Google, but to be able to be a community partner where I'm able to train on their products or to offer scholarships through them, just saying Google and PWNC in the same breath is good enough for me. So that my own agenda, okay? So even though we're uh, offering their services and their products and stuff, still people know that our organization is one of the organizations that can do this. So 
recently, I've just been a lot more strategic in the opportunities that come our way um, Mm -hmm. and how to work with them. And again, it goes back to how is this going to benefit me? And it doesn't always have to be monetary, you know, but if you're, if I'm going to wash your hand, you know, you have to wash my hand. So the days of doing things for free, um, especially with these big corporations is over, you know? Um, So again, I hope I answered your question, but that is, you know, that's how I make my decisions. Yeah. Well, for me, it's what you said about being in alignment, I think is really important, right? Not only does there have to be mutual uh, benefits for both parties, because you really should be working together. Yes. And, but it has to be in alignment with your core values, your mission, the people that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sounds like you've gotten really good at doing that over time. Yes. Well, I tell you, you know, uh, like you said, you have watched this organization grow over these five years. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have done that without the collaborations that I formed, the partnerships that I've formed, the relationships that I've formed, that I've cultivated, that I've nurtured, that I made sure that I stayed in alignment with. Um, Because, again, you know, like they say, your net work is your net worth. So that is so true. You know, you have to be careful um, when you're out here, especially when you're building a business, um, you know, who you get involved with, what organizations you get involved with, um, making sure that they are in line. What it, you know, everyone knows. I tell them, I have a women's organization. I help women in their business grow their business. How can you help me do that? Um, what, you know, one of the partnerships we recently got was AARP. Uh, do it yourself 50 and above. Well, I'm in that group. I'm, you know, I'm in there too. So I of course want to help. And at starting at 55, that's when women are starting businesses. If you can believe that at Mm -hmm. age of 55, you know, because they're coming out of the workplace and they're starting. So why wouldn't I want to help my age group? Um, I started uh, PWNC at 55. Okay. I'm 60 now. I'll be 61 this month. I mean, this month, this year. So why wouldn't I want to help my generation to let them know, yes, you can do it. Just because you don't know the know-how today doesn't mean that you won't know how tomorrow. What you're doing as a hobby that you love, the people saying, hey, you should get paid for, maybe you might want to consider doing that as a business, even if you started part-time. So, um, you know, that that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Well, let me wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. Even though it's in July, but thank you. You know, there's so many dates because in August, I have my anniversary of leaving the corporate world. This month, um, you know, the five-year anniversary. In October, it'll be a five-year anniversary for my nonprofit. So there's a lot of dates that's going on, but yeah. So, you know, I'm excited. I think this is a great time for uh, women over 50, 55, 60, moving on. I think this is an awesome time because I think this is a time in our life where we really zone in what it is that we want, whether it's relationship, whether it's business, whether there's even some friendships, you know, you go back and you reevaluate, especially with friendships, you know, I had to let some people go because mm-hmm. of the mentality the mentality, you know, you don't stay. We're not here to stay in the position that we started in. You know, we're here to grow. 
And that's who I want to be around me, people that are willing to grow. I don't want to come back eight years later and you're still in that same position saying, oh, well, you know what? I want to start a business and I want to do this. Well, if you would have did it eight years ago, imagine where you would be now. And you can't have any regrets. Um, you know, you, you do what you do. You hope while you're doing it that you don't hurt anyone along the way. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen because everybody's not going to agree with you and what it is that you do. But you just hope that while you're on the journey and you're growing as a person and you see some of the mistakes that you may have made along the line, that you learn from that and, you know, moving forward to do things a little differently. Yes. You know, I love that. That is so inspiring because it really is about the journey and the leveling up process that you go through. So not everybody's going to be there. Like you said, you have your four ride or die support Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And you've obviously been through some stuff together. So that's how you know that they're going to stay where they're, they're meant to stay. And yeah, if people aren't on the same playing field as you, then a lot of times it's better to just let them kind of ease out of your life. Mm-hmm. And and you don't wish you don't wish harm. You wish them well. You of know, you, you never want to you never want to give anyone the opportunity to come back and say, well, Emmy said this or Felicia said that. You don't want to ever have that opportunity for people to come back. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that person because I always believe what goes around comes around. People show who they are every day whether you see who they are or not, but they, people show who they are every day. So you don't need to uh, be that type of person because eventually they will show who they are. And then, and then it will be that, ah, okay. That aha moment. Now I kind of understand. So, you know, I I just, I I let the universe, as they say, I I won't say karma because karma is so bad. But I just let the universe take care of the rest, you know, but you wish them well, you send them love and light um, and you you just go on about your business. And I I tend to find that in doing that uh, through these five years of running this business and just meeting people and different personalities and different things, um, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to do in order to move on. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I have been so successful in building this business, because people know that I'm very determined and what I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. You know, time is not on my side. So I have to do what I'm going to do now. Um, It's either going to happen now or it's not going to happen. So time is not on my side. So I want to be able to build the best organization that I can for women that needs our resources and our services. Absolutely. So I'm curious, coming out of Goldman Sachs, um, because you just graduated a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago, what's next for you? Well, what we're working on now is securing government contracts and city and state contracts. So we have our certification uh, through the federal government, and we also have our certification uh, through the state as a women-owned um, business and also minority-owned. So right now, that's what we're working on. We're working on securing contracts, um, working more uh, you know, with the federal government as far as providing some of the services that we're doing, but also, again, um, having more resources to give to our women. 
to let them know, you know, uh, one of the conversations I had yesterday with one of the young ladies that I'm coaching is I'm thinking about doing a webinar for certification, um, even though it's out there, but a lot of women uh, don't know the power that they have and being a certified business, mm-hmm. um, giving them the opportunities. And to be honest with you, I don't want to be running after clients for business. I know the government buys everything. Um, you know, one or two uh, government contracts can set you up for a couple of years if you do it right. So I don't want to ever be in a place where, as you know, I have to keep running after clients. Uh, If I don't, I don't eat. I can't pay bills or anything like that. I want to be able to give grants to women in my organization. I want to be able to, um, you know, be sponsorship, you know, do sponsorships and different things like that. So uh, I I believe in doing community work. I love it. I love giving back to the community. I think it's very important, especially to our young women. Um, You know, it's important that they see, especially women that look like me that may not look like them, um, whatever nationality they are, um, you know, someone building something from the ground up. I think it's important for them to see that, to know that the possibilities are endless if you put your mindset, you know, you get the right people behind you to help you and push you that anything is possible. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so excited for you. Like I can hardly wait to see, as I said, the next iteration and just what you continue to build. Share with everybody where people can find you, get more information um, about about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our website is phillywnc.org. That's our website. You can take a look there, um, learn more about our mission, what it is that we do, some events that we do. There's some fun blogs on there. So it's a whole list of stuff, some of the services that we provide on the website as well. Um, To get in contact with me, you can write to Felicia at phillywnc.org. That's Felicia at phillywnc.org. We are on YouTube as Philadelphia Women's Network Connection. Please follow us. We're building up our YouTube channel. We're on Instagram as at phillywnc. We're on Facebook. Uh, I'm Felicia Spivy Shankin on Facebook, but we also have a Facebook group that's free, the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection. Uh, And we are on LinkedIn. So definitely if you're on LinkedIn, please connect with us um, so you can see what it is that we do. We're always looking for collaboration and partnerships. So, um, you know, if you are passionate about helping women in their business, um, looking um, to support women in their business, then definitely make sure you reach out to us so we can make that happen. So you still have the original Facebook group. Yes, I do. Can you believe that? <laughs> Can you believe that? Because I wanted to close it so many times. I really wanted to close it and just start all over. And every time I attempted to, it just didn't happen. And that's weird to say, because I really wanted to shut it down and start a new Facebook group because that's been up for five years now or ever since I started the business. But there's this little voice that just keeps saying, don't close it. So I don't close it. I I leave it and it's still there and people are in and out and in and out. We just got a flux of um, people joining. And I think that was due to uh, our article in the Philadelphia Inquirer a couple of weeks ago. So we're starting to get more and more people in there. 
But yeah, um, we still got the same Facebook group. So I guess I won't be closing it. It'll be there until, I don't know, Facebook shuts us down. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I remember, and it was right after you had started, we were at some networking event in Philly. Mm -hmm. And I knew you were going to be successful because everybody you talked to, you were like, I have this Facebook group and you should join it. It's free. Like you practically had business cards for the Facebook group. Right. You had thousands of people in, you built community very quickly. I know that was crazy. Like I built like, it was a community of like 1500 in like a couple of months. Yeah. And, And people were like, how are you doing that? And I'm like, I'm just telling people that I have uh, you know, a Facebook group. And, you know, one of the things that I did in the group to help more engagement is I created a chat within the group. So now the women can go in there, they can post up their flyers and their events and everything because posting in the free group is for paid members. So so I created this chat and the women jumped on it and they've been collaborating and, and finding vending opportunities and partnerships and all kinds of things. And they're able to put their information there. So another you know reason for them to connect, because I'm like, you guys got all these women in your back pocket, network, you network with them. I guarantee you anything you're looking for is probably in this group because you know we have people come in and, and then I purged the group too, Emmy. I, I heard, um, yeah, I got a lot of inactive people that were not there maybe over a year or so that just wasn't doing anything. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't make any sense. You probably don't even know you're in the group. So, um, I purged it down, but, um, you know, I went back to doing, uh, Facebook lives once a week in the group to engage with them, uh, to talk to them. I give them about a half an hour to uh, pick my brain, something that people would have to pay for. So to pick my brain, to talk about strategies in their business, what they're doing in their business, what they want to see more of in the group and different things like that. So it's a fun group. I I like it. It's a good group. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I've had just so much fun, one, catching up, but two, learning about everything that you've been doing a little bit closer up. Thank you. Well, and I appreciate you um, having me on, you know, much success with your podcast. Like I said, I know you got a lot of episodes under your belt and, you know, it was a pleasure. I've been watching your episodes. So to be on here was definitely an honor. So thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's my hope that you find at least one nugget of value in each episode of Women Who Build Empires. And if that's true, please follow and share Women Who Build Empires with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your support is what will help this podcast be found by more women just like you.